of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting your clothes off. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode, we're joined by Geordie Massive. Geordie is a performer in the adult entertainment industry, creating content that fuels our fantasies. Geordie, welcome. Hello, how are you? I'm really well. Now, you've recently returned from a trip to South Africa. It looked pretty amazing. Is travel something that you're passionate about? I'm very passionate about it. Um, I've always wanted to go to Africa, and this was my first time kind of dipping my toes and I had a blast. I had a freaking blast. It was so much fun. How many of the big five did you tick off on your safari? I saw the entire big five. Incredible. Yeah. It's rare to get the entire big five on your first safari, um, but I got them all. So I'm job I'm done. You don't need very, to go back. I, no, I'm going to go back. <laughs> 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 I will be back. I will be back. Um, I have a lot of Africa that I want to see. Yeah, you've seen this bit. You, there's the rest of it now. Yeah, there's more. There is more. Absolutely. Now, tell us how you got your start in the world of adult entertainment. What led you to explore that sort of career path? It's interesting. Um, it's kind of a story. Uh, so. I was a, I've been a lot of things. I've been a chef. Um, I was a chef for six years. Then I was like, eh, I'm done with this. And I moved into um, like kitchen and bath design. And oh. after kitchen and bath design, I, um, I had gotten sick. Didn't know what I had. It turned out that I had fibromyalgia. Um, oh. So I needed something to keep me from like, did not want to deal with a boss anymore. Wanted to work for myself. I needed something that if I didn't really feel 100% that I could do from home. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this, this OnlyFans thing. Because I had already had like a, a bit of a presence on social media. So it wasn't far fetched for me to, to do this. And it's been incredible. It, it actually, um, the, the, the fibro, I, I have that basically contained. Um, it's been wonderful to be able to, um, do the work and, and have a really rewarding career, but also be able to like fully take care of myself whenever I'm feeling good or when I'm feeling bad. I mean, it, it's really wonderful. So mm -hmm. yay. I have questions. Um, so I guess stepping back a bit, what was your relationship like with your body when you're growing up? Because the presence on social media you're talking about, was it you were leaning into the thirst traps? Is that what we're talking about? So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was very confident. Um, actually, when I was diagnosed, I mean, I, oh my God, I had such a, my body was <laughs> not that my body isn't now. Um, but I was just in my thirties and just prime. Um, oh, peaking. I, yeah, I had I, I had peaked. In my, I started peaking in my 30s, and oh my god, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I mean, my body was my my body relationship with myself. I mean, I've always been very confident, and I've always been very um, in tune with with myself. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly know what to talk about. Um, you can talk about everything. There's no limits here. <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. Um, I just was like, um, you know, I mean, I've, I've always been very in tune with myself and very confident and always naked. A lot of, lot of nakedness outdoors. 
um, grew when up on a farm. Up or how yeah. did that? When oh, I grew, right. When sure. I, I was growing up, I was always naked outside, secretly. Nice. You know what I mean? Like without uh-huh. people, without people knowing. You know what I mean? But I was always walking in nature naked. That was always. Oh, me. but that wasn't something that came from your family. It wasn't like you were a naturalist Mm-mm. family. That was something you no. did personally. So, how did you sort of figure out that that was? You know, I wonder what sort of led you to start. What if I took my clothes off? What would that feel like? Um, I don't know. I mean, I used to just jerk off in my treehouse. I mean, ah, <laughs> that was. Yeah. I mean, that was that was what it was. And I mean, I just really enjoyed. I mean, there wasn't really a lot of privacy. Um, you know in my teen years, I didn't really have a lot of privacy, you know, I shared a bedroom and stuff. So really the only time that I ever had to myself was when I was outside. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, like that was it, you know. And you talk about sort of your social media and you were smashing in the gym and, you know, really feeling it, you know, peak physical sort of condition. Was that sharing that on social media, did that sort of tap into a bit of an exhibitionist kink for you? Was that what that was mm-hmm. about? Yeah, I'd say that was like very exhibitionist, but it wasn't really, um, it didn't start off, look at me. It wasn't that. Um, It was just, I wanted to be like a part of nature. But then as I grew, as as I grew into it, I want to say that like, I was much more exhibition. And I also found people that were like-minded as well. That was the Uh other thing. It's like, I found people that were like, oh yeah, I'm really into this as well. I'm like, oh, well, perfect. Let's let's get naked, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, like started doing nude beaches. Now it's like a whole hobby. (laughs) Now in what way? Like like, a whole hobby in terms of looking out for opportunities to get naked, travel, naked opportunities, that kind of stuff. Yes. All of that. Um, really enjoy finding amazing nude beaches, um, both domestically and internationally. Um, I love, you know, getting naked on a beach, you know, from, from like midday to sundown like it's just an incredible (laughs) incredible experience and um you know you probably find a hookup along the way and you know you never know what you're going to run into on the nude beach right like always surprises when i was in south africa um there was a particular beach um that i had went to and you know we had had a lovely day um and then the sun was the sun was setting. We did some some uh, some sunset photos, and then there was uh, a seal playing in the waves, and it was just like the perfect little send up. It was my last sunset in Africa, and I was just like, "This is uh. incredible! I'm naked. There's a seal in the water. I mean, I look incredible. Like, I was like, you can't get any better than that. I was like, you this really is can. golden hour. This is, this is golden hour, and it's magic. It's just absolutely magic. Yeah. So, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. So when you started to you know, you made that career switch and said, right, let's give this OnlyFans thing a shot. How did it feel, you know, when you started putting that content out there and started getting a really positive reaction back? What was that experience like? That experience was overwhelming. Because now I was in, I didn't see, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was learning from YouTube videos that females were putting out because there was no community for OnlyFans. It was relatively early days it, in that it was sense, early wasn't it? Da- it was relatively yeah. early days. I mean, everybody had kind of just started their stuff and there were there were there were already some established creators, but you know, there was no help with the little guy. You know, that yeah. that wasn't a thing. Um yeah. so like I really had to go out and do it myself. And 
when I started really gaining traction. I mean, there was a moment where I was like really comparing myself to other people. And I had to like, I took two weeks to uh, like, no, no internet, no nothing. And I took two weeks and I was like, listen, if you're going to do this, you need to get your head on straight. Cause yeah. this is, this is a very mentally draining and, and taxing industry. You have to like, make sure that you're taking really good care of yourself. No, but that's really self-aware to have picked that up so early in that experience because it's very easy just to dive in and then get overwhelmed to actually being mm -hmm. able to sort of sit yourself down and say, take a minute now. That's yeah. That was healthy, isn't it? I have a very... Um, I have, a, I have a very strong sense of self and I know when I'm doing well and when I'm not. And I know when I'm being guided and when I'm like, okay, like I need to take a break. I need to, I need to take a break. Cause I'm always, I'm always in, I'm very spiritual. So I'm always looking um, at myself as a whole. Right. So when I started getting like this traction, I was like, Oh, whoa. Okay. Like I'm comparing myself. I'm in my head. I'm bit, you know, and there's moments where you still get like that. You have to you have to check that shit at the door, though. And did it change your perspective of yourself in some way? You know that whole process of not only putting yourself out there in a you know in a fairly full on way, but that feedback that you're getting from people watching. You're watching your own content with a critical eye, and you know sort of through mm -hmm. the editing process. How did that change the way that you viewed yourself? Um, I mean, it was interesting because you know. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think that I'd get here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't know how far I would go. I thought, you know, you know, oh, you know, you know, you're gonna make some, some money on OnlyFans, or whatever. I didn't realize that this was like my full on gig. Like, uh -huh. yeah, <laughs> I yeah, didn't yeah. realize that this would be my career. Um, what it was going to be the side hustle while you figured stuff out. And then yeah. here we are paying the bills. Here yeah. we are three years later, paying the bills, traveling the world meeting incredible people, having great sex and great meals. And I mean, it, it's just like, it's just this, the like, it's this dream come true. It is, it is a dream come true. It is a dream come true. I never thought that, I thought with Fibro, my life was over, uh, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then uh, here we are three years later, just like relishing in everyday moments. Like, this is your life. Have you had to sort of recalibrate then your approach to what you're doing almost you know to to re sort of rethink okay if this is something serious and major and this is what i'm doing now does that change the way that you approach the whole gig mm, yeah i mean yes but i mean honestly i mean it it's not anything that you don't need to reinvent the wheel to do this you need to do the collab get naked and fuck right uh -huh. that's the that's the that's the that's the goal now, I wanted to bring more of myself into this. Um, you know, a sterile hotel room is not necessarily my vibe. Now, I do it. Um, that's fine. But I want to allow people, when they're watching me, to come to a place that I call it Jordy Massive Land, right? So it's usually someplace poolside with beautiful palm trees, it's gardens and, and beautiful men. And I tell people, you know, come in through the back gate, grab a towel, grab a drink, have a nice time. You know, that's what I want. That's what I want you to do is to be transported out of this physical world 
into yeah. some place that is new and exciting. Yeah, yeah. And and, and something where you can let it go. Let all of that shit go that's out here and uh-huh. fall into like just dream world is what I want. That's what I want to transport people to. It does require a bit of an entrepreneurial approach though, don't you think? That, oh, for you know, sure. Oh yeah. About... I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot to the back end of this. <laughs> yeah, there's the core product, which you talked about in terms of the filming and the sex and the collabs, you know, that's like basic level almost. But, you know, there's so much competition out there and it's such hard work in terms of just building and maintaining the audience. You know, th- there's a lot to think about. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I didn't do OnlyFans, I could run off and get eight different jobs because I do everything myself. Um, you know, I'm a video editor. I'm a, a producer. I'm a tax guy. I mean, you name it, I'm doing it. I mean, there are so many things that I'm doing. I'm running eight social media accounts. You know, you have your Instagram, your Twitter, you have your TikTok, you have your Reddit, you have you, you, you have all of these things, your Facebook. You know, you have all of these things that you're managing. That it it is it is it's like several full time jobs. I, I need an assistant. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Well, it's a, you're running a studio single-handedly. Yeah. Sort of. yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then you're also scheduling all of this stuff and it's hard to keep that stuff in track. You know, I mean, even today I was like, okay, like what's on today? I was like, okay, I have the interview. Let's do this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Now you recently picked up a Gavier nomination in the best actor category. And that was for your work in a Say Uncle production. How did that feel? You know what? That was, I was very, very, I, I was blown away by it, actually. Um, I did not realize that I would get that nomination. Um, it was for my work as Uncle Joey from Full House. Uh, the name of the production is called Full Holes. And <laughs> it was like, I, I, I almost didn't take it. I almost didn't take it because I thought it was too comical. I thought it was too funny. Too stupid. Like, what are we doing? I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was stupid. I almost didn't take it. Um, but the interesting thing is that it's actually lent me into where I am now, where I do a lot of comedy. Um, like on my Instagram, I, I post a lot of really funny videos. Um, and TikTok's kind of built for that kind of stuff, isn't yes, it? Like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, like TikTok and Instagram, I do a lot of stupid stuff, um, which has been amazing and it was kind of this video that showed me you know you don't have to be so serious Uh you know you don't have to be so serious you can you can have fun you can laugh you can you know um and it it's lent me into this new lane that i'm in where you know i'm kind of this like goofy dad you know like (laughs) you didn't have any background in acting at all then you know how how did you find that whole process i did musical theater theater for a while when i was a youngster but never never before had i like done lines you know what i mean like that was Uh like you know small little production is not you know but it was really interesting. And I was actually, I was in Fort Lauderdale when I got that nomination. It was the day before New Year's Eve, or not New Year's Eve, Thanksgiving. I apologize. Um, and I, I was, I was being a good boy and I was staying with a friend and um, I was headed home. And then I got a text from the director, congratulations on your best actor. I reopened my tab. <laughs> 
There were shots. We celebrated. <laughs> I was celebrating. Um, forgot to close the garage door whenever I got home. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was, it was a really good night. Yeah. That wasn't your only nomination at this round of GVN, so was it? Because you also got nominated in the favorite daddy category. Is that a identity that you lean into you see yourself as a bit of a daddy now yes 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 i do see myself as a daddy um you know i'm i'm 34 years old so i mean i don't it depends on your perspective doesn't people are gonna fight you on it yeah people want (laughs) to fight you on it but um the the thing about being a daddy is that you're you know you're 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 very caring you are nurturing and you i take care of you know when i'm with a guy i'm very i'm I'm very conscientious of how he feels and i want him to feel really good Uh and that that's both in and out of bed you know what Uh i mean so i make sure that you know i'm always kind of making sure that i'm being nurturing and caring and 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 leading as well yeah nice while we're on awards you must be campaigning for grabby votes as well because you are nominated in a number of categories in the grabby awards how's that campaigning going because this is fan votes that you need for this one yes yes yes. so this is fan nominated um i'm nominated in three categories um i have again the the nomination for uh, best actor which is for full holes um i have um hottest cock and i also have i believe top as well um, I just got home, so I'm like, I'm kind of whooped. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> the jet know, lag like is that's that, yeah, in. the jet lag, the jet lag, and everything. I mean, it's been it, it it and I love award season, but award season is interesting because it's like you're adding another job to my yeah, heavy job already, right? Yeah. Um. So, vote for me at the Grabbies, um, Grabbies America, um. I'm I'm so thankful. You know, I found out while I was on a game drive that I was nominated. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, this is great. This is going well. I'm having yeah. a good year. <laughs> I'm having. A, I mean, I'm so blessed. I really, I really, truly am just blessed um, that my fans love me so much, and you know, the community is wonderful, and you know, there's a place for everybody at the table, um, mm-hmm. which is you know just an amazing thing that you see all these people are just thriving. It's wonderful. Yeah. 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 And if you put your sort of entrepreneurial head on again, how important are industry awards in this sort of context in, you know, for that building your brand and driving your traffic kind of thing? Cause you know, on one hand you can look fairly skeptically at industry awards going, sure, that's what we're doing, but they, they do have some weight, don't they? Oh, they sure do. I mean, it, it's wonderful to uh, to get them because then, you know, people see you, people vote for you. Um, it, it really does help your career. Um, and I, I, you know, I mean, I'm just like, let's keep going. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going for longevity. Um, so the more I get the, the, the daddy, the daddy nomination, the daddy nomination is the one that I want the most because when I solidify it in people's heads, um, I have a career for god knows how long yeah twink has a limited lifespan whereas daddy you've got decades ahead of you (laughs) you can go ahead you can just continue to go for longevity and um that's the goal i'm having so much fun that i'm like i have no intention of 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 stopping i'm gonna knock on wood right now (laughs) 
but uh, jinx it. No, no yeah, I, I'm very. I'm. I'm not. Not necessarily just superstitious, but I mean, I'm. I. I. I do believe in you. Don't hear a tree growing. So, and you talked about how it's several full time jobs to sort of manage everything that you're doing, and I was wondering, you know, with all the energy that you have to put into organizing and filming scenes with collaborators, does that make it harder to build real world intimacy and relationships? No, I. I. I know for some people it does. Um, for me, I am I am of the mind that I have two sex lives, right? One uh, is right. work, one is work. And then my sex life and the intimacy outside of work. Um, I put a lot of I put a lot of effort into that. Um, so I, I'm never really uh I, I never really without any kind of like uh, never at a loss there. You know what I mean? Ah, uh-huh. no, sure. But yeah. that separation is really like that works for some people, and but can't be easier to do necessarily, can it? Uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to Manuel Sky the other day, and he was saying he does one for one, one for camera, one for me, kind of thing, just to like mm-hmm. get that balance in his life, which is a bit sort of similar to what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm a little selfish. I'll I'll do more than one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, here's it, it, my my sex life is interesting because I I really I really do enjoy like having somebody over um, for like a weekend, lock the door and we're just going the entire weekend. Um, that's something that I really enjoy doing. Um, you know, we make little snacks, we watch a little TV, but really, I mean, it's it's all about fucking, you know? Yeah. yeah the entire yeah. weekend, yeah. But yeah, but not, not in a quick sort of Mm-mm. anonymous hookup kind of way. It's like, I'm going to get yeah. to know you fairly intimately over this period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I have my, I have my, I have my hose and area code, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily have a boyfriend, but I mean, I do have um, substantial like fuck relationships. Yeah. Um, a strong network. Yeah. 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 And it, it's a really good time. Yeah. Nice. I guess my final question is if someone was interested in exploring the world of adult entertainment, what advice or guidance would you give them? Well, don't look to the right and left of you. Don't compare yourself. Um, you know, you really need to have a strong head on your shoulders because this is very competitive. Um, and it's also a very oversaturated market. Um, so, you know, you look at your numbers and you look at somebody else's numbers. And you're like, oh, my shit's not hitting the way that I, you know, knock, knock that off. Um, you know, everybody up to down, you know, um, the algorithms are really difficult. You need to read your you need to read your guidelines um, for terms of service for OnlyFans. Um, there's a lot of things you can't do on OnlyFans, but you can, you know, have multiple platforms, spread a really wide net, you know, have it just for fans, have it only fans. Um, you know, you need to be posting reels. You need to be doing TikToks. I mean, there's a lot of things that you have to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very intense. As a friend of mine, if you were looking at doing, um, if you were looking at doing adult entertainment, um, probably the thing you'd want to do is a friend of mine, uh, Boys to Breed. He has a Twitter space called OnlyFans101. Um, I pop in there regularly. Um, it's every week at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. Um, 
I'll plug for him. Yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> but I'll that's a great bit of community building, isn't it? Because it's, you know, you talked yeah. about how hard it was when you were starting. To be able to have that sort of advice going out there is great, I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, now that now that the spaces exist and um, creators are connected and, you know, we want to help the smaller creators. Um, it's hard enough starting out. Um, you know, I mean, I told you that, I, you know, I was learning from YouTube videos from from females, which is an entirely different ball game. Yeah, you know, different I mean, I was just, well, just yeah. trying to learn the basics. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I started getting connected, um, you know, I had made friends in the industry. And honestly, your friends in the industry are so incredibly important. Another thing that I would say is, you know, when you start growing, remember those people. Yeah, you need to you need to keep that network. Your reputation is everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your reputation means a lot. So remember that too. That's good advice. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GTV London. Today's guest has been Geordie Massive. You can find him on Twitter at Geordie Massive XXX. Stay naked, stay sexy, and we'll see you next time. Bye.